0: All right. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? I have anointed my notes already with some water. <laughs> so it's good to see everyone. Um, how about that rain? All right. All right. Right. Enough of the small talk. We'll get on to the message. But um, so will you guys say some some stuff with me here? Uh, so Let's say this together. Today's a great day. Uh, God is already speaking to me today. He loves to speak to me all the time, and I am super crazy good at hearing his voice. <laughs> <laughs> and today's going to be, wow, a great word. All right, awesome, thank you guys. So I am super excited this morning to share with you. <clears throat> um, I love it when the Holy Spirit just kind of drops something in our hearts that we've never heard before. How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was uh, putting my baby to sleep. Uh, this was a few months ago, actually. And I was just kind of praying and pacing our living room while I was putting her to sleep. And um, out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit drops this phrase into my heart. I've never heard it before. And it was this emotional prosperity. Emotional prosperity. Emotional um, prosperity. And then with that, he kind of gave a whole download, which I'm excited to share with you guys. Um, I feel like it's just a gift for all of us here. Um, And isn't that awesome? They were singing, It's Well With My Soul. I just think that's really cool, because that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. Um, And so this is actually going to build upon the last two messages that I spoke. Um, It's been about five months ago. But if you want to hear them again, they're on the podcast. Just scroll a little ways down to March, and you'll find it. (laughs) So... What is emotional prosperity? I feel like this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, we are not to live from paycheck to paycheck emotionally. God desires and provides for us to prosper in our emotions. So, has anyone ever experienced that? Where you go from kind of spiritual high place to spiritual high place, but there's a really deep valley in between. I know, I have done that, definitely. You know, you may go from Sunday to Sunday, you go from conference to conference, but there's not that sustaining wealth in between. Anyone else besides me felt that? Yeah. Um, So, in fact, you may scrape the bottom of the barrel before you get to the next payday, right? Um, But we believe that God desires more than enough for us physically, and we engage our faith to move out of lack into abundance. I talked about that the last time I spoke. Um, but it's the same for our soul and our emotions. Have you guys ever thought about that? I haven't, so maybe I was by myself. It's okay. Um, okay, so I could probably read this next verse here, drop the mic, and walk out and be done. But um, I'll go ahead and expound for you. But this verse is kind of the reason for all of it. John fifteen five in the Passion Translation, and I didn't give them scripture, so i um, will just have to follow along or listen. It says, I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. So when Jesus is our source, we will never thirst. Let's look at John four thirteen through 14 in the Passion. It says, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. That's so awesome. Springing up and flooding you with endless life. So, like I said, I could drop the mic there. The source of our emotional prosperity is Jesus. He is that gushing fountain. Okay, so let's go a little deeper here. To better understand emotional prosperity, we have to look at what emotional poverty will look like. Would you say those are probably opposites? Prosperity and poverty? Okay, so poverty is perpetual lack or a consistent state of not having enough. So we all encounter challenges and seasons where our finances are not more than enough, right? Would you say that's probably true? But the key is that we don't stay in that place. When you stay in that place, it becomes a place of poverty. So Psalm 23, 1 through 6, this is in the NIV. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down. In green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Can anyone else say this with me probably? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Right? So a couple things that I want to look at here. First of all, it says, I lack nothing. Right? I lack nothing. And then it says, I walk through the valley of the shadow, but I lie down in green pastures. So you may enter a valley season, but you're called to walk through it. You're not supposed to camp out and lie down in the valley of the shadow, right? God has us lie down in the green pastures, and he refreshes our soul next to that abundant water that never ends, like we read earlier. Okay, and I will dwell in his house forever. So he is my source. When I dwell in his house, he is my source. So I have definitely at times felt that I have camped out in the Valley of the Shadow when I should have walked through it. Anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> so now I want to make clear that, that you're going to go through times where you have negative emotions. But again, um, you, you don't want to stay there. And we definitely have those gardening seasons where the Holy Spirit's working in our hearts, you know. And those can be extremely painful emotionally. Would you agree? You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just um, that you come out of that place. So um, the problem is if you stay in a place of perpetual lack emotionally, um, that would be emotional poverty. So are you always overwhelmed by your circumstances? Do you feel like you just barely have control of your soul? You're often downtrodden, angry, jealous, fearful, or confused. I know I felt that way. Um, So I just want to encourage you this morning that God has more than enough for your soul. So that you can live on top and always stay ahead. That you don't have to live from paycheck to paycheck emotionally. That there's more than enough. And there's a continual source so that you can prosper in your emotions. <clears throat> so, um, let's see. John, uh, third John 1, and, uh, 1 verse 2. This is the passion as well. It says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way. And that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. Um, did you know that your spirit is continually in a prosperous state? Your uh, What verse is that? Your 2 Corinthians 5, 17, new creation. So if you've accepted Jesus, your spirit's a new creation, right? So that part of you, your John 3, born again, Holy Spirit, <clears throat> is seated right now with Jesus in heavenly places. So right now, your spirit is prospering. So Ephesians 2 verse 4 through 6 says um, that God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So how many of you know there's no lack in heaven? Right? Uh, there's no sickness or pain or fear. And that's where all the tears are wiped from our eyes, right? All that good stuff. Well, how many of you would say that's pr- pretty prosperous? Uh, the streets are paved with gold and there's lavishness. There's always light. There's never darkness. Right? Well, your spirit right now is seated with Jesus in that place. Right? <clears throat> So I love the way the Passion says this. Ephesians 2, 5 through 6 says, Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the Exalted One, and we ascended, which that's past tense, so it already happened. (laughs) We ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one in Christ. Isn't that awesome? Everyone say, "I'm co-seated with Christ." My spirit is totally prospering right now. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so let's just take a sec to think about that—that that your spirit. Is, in, is seated in perfection. Ready, 1001, 1002, 1003, okay. Well, if you're bored today and sitting inside in the rain, just think about that, it's a good thing to think about. <clears throat> okay, so you're seated in that place, right? Um, but emotional prosperity does not mean you will never have a negative emotion. I kind of touched on that earlier, but let's go a little deeper. Um, it means, emotional prosperity means that you have wealth to draw from in times of lack. I'm going to say that again. Emotional prosperity does not mean that you will never have a negative emotion. It means you have wealth to draw from in times of lack. <clears throat> we know that Jesus expressed all kinds of emotions, right? <clears throat> and Jesus was perfect. And, and we see in John 11:35, 35, that's the shortest verse in the Bible, it says Jesus wept. Right, um, I would say weeping is probably a negative emotion And that might not feel like prospering at the time but, So Jesus wept But then what did he do? Then he raised Lazarus from the dead Whoa <laughs> So when you do experience negative emotions What do you do with it? And where do you go with it? Where does it take you? We all process things differently, and it may take a process of varying lengths for all of us, but ultimately, do we allow the abundant source of God's presence to return our heart to prosperous truth? <clears throat> um, I love Psalm 73. It's kind of long, so I'm not going to read all of it. But, but in this, uh, the writer is super open about his negative emotions, um, and he's talking about how his circumstances has kind of affected his perspective and how it made him angry and all this stuff and at one point he says like I was a brute beast before you you know Um, anyone else been a brute beast before the Lord (laughs) and then um, so it's like all these negative emotions but then the turning point he says until I entered the sanctuary of God then I understood that's in verse 17 and so my emotions may be going crazy but do I let it camp me out in the valley or do I let the Lord walk me through that in his presence where I go back to that never-ending stream and where I can lie down in the green pastures. <clears throat> so I'm reminding myself of the abundant source that I'm connected to. When we get in God's presence, that's one reason why my worship is so important is because we get in God's presence. We're reminded that our spirits are seated in heavenly places in that perfection with him. <clears throat> All right. So John sixteen thirty three, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So prosperous emotions will acknowledge that you'll have trouble, but emphasize the take part the, the take heart Jesus has overcome the world. And let's take it a step higher. In in James 1, 2 through 4, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your experience grows even stronger, this is so good right here, it will release perfection into every part of your being, until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking, so even those difficult times that we experience—if we experience them with the Lord, if we partner with Him—those are forward movement into the more than enough, into the perfection. <clears throat> and we can we can even experience God's abundance in those difficult times, which I have. Um, Psalm ninety-one, fifteen. It says, I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. So we can feast even in those hard times. <clears throat> so let's talk a minute about our glorious hero. Are you guys doing okay? Yeah? It's so quiet in here today. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to say amen or anything, but just... want you guys to be okay okay (laughs) emotional prosperity and the simple gospel so pastor CJ has started a series for the fall called the simple gospel you guys how many of you guys have heard some of his messages about that yeah and um, so he highlighted three things about the gospel and that's follow me so Jesus is your Lord I will make you um, so we're transformed become like him And fishers of men. Um, That all comes from Matthew 4.19. Jesus said, follow me. Um, This is the Amplified. It says, as my disciples accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. I love the Amplified. It just adds entire sentences for words. It's pretty awesome. And I will make you fishers of men. (laughs) So um, this whole emotional prosperity thing actually meshes perfect with that simple gospel theme, um, so the "Follow Me" part, Jesus is Lord. Is anyone, is Jesus, anybody's Lord in here? Yeah, Woo-hoo. he's definitely my Lord. <clears throat> um, with this subject and with everything else, <clears throat> oh, sorry, um, it all comes down to: Is Jesus your Lord? Plain and simple. That's kind of the basic basis of the simple gospel is Jesus, your Lord. So in relation to the more than enough and all these things relate to emotional and uh, physical prospering more than enoughness. I'm just going to say that more than enoughness is the new official term. (laughs) Amen. Okay. Matthew 6, 24 says no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So the simple version of that is basically you can't have two lords, right? It just doesn't work out. And that actually you could erase money and put in anything else. You can't serve both God and self. You can't serve both God and fame, you know? Like it can be anything really. You can't have two lords. Okay, Um, so after Jesus says, don't let money be your God, he goes on to say in verse 25, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body and what you'll wear. And then the crazy part comes in verse 33. This is Matthew 6, by the way. It says, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of of God's kingdom and the righteous that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So, isn't that hilarious? So, it's all about Jesus as Lord. He says, don't let money be your, be your Lord. If you let me be your Lord, though, I might give you money. Isn't that hilarious? I think it's just hilarious. Because God wants to provide our needs. Because not only is he Lord, he's a good father. Right? Amen. <clears throat> and so he meets all of our needs. So... Um, so I have a question do you regularly say yes to God in both hard and everyday things if Jesus is your Lord do you say yes to him regularly when he asks you to do stuff yeah I do <laughs> so I sort of have a mind blowing thought you know when we consider Jesus our relationship to Jesus and his lordship then we, we think of sacrifice and surrender. Would you agree? We think of saying yes in the hard things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's all totally part of it. But here's the mind-blowing thought. Can you say yes if Jesus says, hey, I want to give you a gift rather than you giving me one? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus your Lord enough that you can say yes when he's giving to you I know I, I gave my life to him When I was just days Days before my 17th birthday And before that time I didn't go to church I didn't know anything about God And I went to this conference And they gave an altar call And I was filled with this fire And it was so real I never felt anything like it And I went down to the front Because I thought I was going to explode You guys ever felt that Holy Spiritness? Like you think you're going to explode If you don't respond I never felt a thing like that And I go down to the front And I get on my knees There's all kinds of teenagers Around me on their knees Before the Lord And and God speaks to me I never heard his voice before And this is the first thing I heard him say to me He said I gave everything for you I didn't hold back I gave my whole life Now will you give everything to me And I said yes And that was the biggest yes of my life And it began a, a series of yeses to God. And I've never been the same. And I've never turned back. And I never want to. And I want to know God's character. I want to know him. There's verses. I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. So that we can know the resurrection of the dead. So we can know the power that he purchased. That I'm seated with him in heavenly places. Experiencing right now in my spirit. I want to know that in my everyday life. <laughs> And so, so God, that that a couple months or five months ago, whenever I shared on that, God uh, started giving me gifts and stuff like that. Man, that was a big yes for me to let God give to me. You know, like that seems weird, but it was a big sacrifice, you know, because you want to be like, no, Lord, I'm giving to you, you know. But that's the big question of the day is your yes to God big enough that you can say yes to that. So, on that same note, in Revelation 4, 8 through 11, it says, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. That's just craziness. Um, (laughs) Even under its wings. It says, day and night, they will never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And then it says, whenever the living creatures give glory... And we just said it was day and night, right? So day and night, um, when the creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him, before Jesus, who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. So can you guys picture that? There's creepy creatures who aren't creepy because they're in glory, right? And, and, and they're day and night forever. They're giving glory to God. And then the elders, who are people like us, right? They are saying, you're worthy, Lord. You are our Lord. We've said yes to you with our entire lives. And we give you glory and honor and all this stuff. And they lay their crowns before him. They're doing that day and night. So you guys picture this? They have their crown, and they lay it down, and they're on their faces. Well, how do the crowns get back on their heads? Because they're doing that day and night. Somebody's got to be putting the crown back on their head. <laughs> wow. I propose to you that King Jesus is recrowning you. Every time you say yes to him and give him everything, he's saying, no, I want to give back to you. Wow. Not only is he Lord, he's our good good father. He's a giver. It says every good and perfect gift comes from the father of heavenly lights. And he doesn't change like shifting shadows. Wow. He's a good a good giver. <clears throat> Whew. I just want to say this I've I've had a couple experiences lately when I've been with the Lord and I don't want to sound super spiritual usually it's why I'm holding a crying baby Um, but that's awesome times with God you know and as I've been with him I have felt the weight of your yeses of you people sitting in here I have have just felt the Father being so proud of of how you said yes to him about Anais saying yes to the call to be a teacher you know about Heidi, giving up everything and coming to help a girl's home. That's so huge, you guys. About Steve, owning a business, giving his life to that investment in our community and in so many lives impacted here. Guys, I just feel the weight of your yes. And I just want to commend you for what, what you're doing for the Lord. I Man, it's so good. So, I got kind of distracted we were talking about the simple gospel right (laughs) it's all the simple gospel right so the next part is I will make you I will make you fishers of men so we're transformed to become like him and we just talked about how he's a giver and he's a lover and he's royalty right and we're created in his image and I believe he put all those attributes in us And he celebrates those things in us because he crowns us. You don't crown anybody but royalty. Um, And then fishers of men. So I propose to you that the way that we truly shine like lights in the earth is when we're prospering emotionally. Because when you talk about more than enough money or things, you really can't give to the poor unless you're prospering, right? So you really can't give to the poor unless you're prospering emotionally, too. So how we shine like lights is to prosper. Now, there is a place in 2 Corinthians 8, if you guys were like, well, what about? I think I have it here. It says, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. So I I believe, though, that in this trial, so these people didn't have enough, but they still gave. That makes sense, right? Um, But I believe that in this trial, their emotional prosperity brought wealth that they could give generously from even though they were in physical poverty for that time. And so they were people who were walking through the valley, right? They weren't camped there. And their overflowing joy created a well. well sounds familiar, right? An ever-flowing well of rich generosity. So I don't know what their trial was, but I believe their decision for joy and generosity and making Jesus their Lord raised their Lazarus up. And they were able to be generous even in that uh, trying time. Uh, I threw in this random awesome verse. uh, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. That's Psalm twenty-three, one. That's when you cross stitch on a pillow, right? Um, So now just a little bit of practical stuff. Yay, look at all that time we have. I could just keep going forever. (laughs) But I won't because... So let's talk a little bit about the practicality of this, about uh, living a life of emotional prosperity. Um, So I honestly feel like the Lord started me on this journey. You know how you, like, look back on stuff, and you're like, oh, wow, that was happening, you know? Anyone else do that? Okay. (coughs) All right. Sorry. Um, So um, everyone knows I have a beautiful baby girl named Journey Joy, right? Everyone seen Journey Joy? She's so cute, you guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my phone has 11,000 some pictures on it right now. I can't take any more unless I delete them. And it's just sad to delete them. But <clears throat> I just, yeah, it's so good. It's, it's the best. Um, so, But the cool thing is that even before I knew her name, her name's Journey Joy, even before I knew her name, when I f- was first pregnant with Journey, I just got this thing where it's like, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, every drop, every moment of this, the pregnancy until now, she's uh, almost 10 months old, which is craziness. Um, it's like, I'm going to enjoy this, you know? And, and I heard a lot of uh, ladies talk about pregnancy, you know, and they're like, oh, it's so hard, and you're hot, and your feet are, like, balloons, and, like, all this stuff. But I, I just had this thing on me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to focus on the beautiful miracle that's happening, that God's creating a human life in me. Like, that's super weird. And I won't go any further to make the guys uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but it's seriously the greatest miracle I've ever experienced. Um, but, but I realized just in the past month that, that God was giving me grace to have joy in the journey even before I knew her name. Isn't that so cool? And I believe that's, that she, her life is going to be filled with that. That she's just going to have joy all the time and enjoy her life too. Um, and so, so in that, I, I kind of felt like I'm not one to give like three keys to success, you know. But I do have... Three things that might be practical help to be able to walk out a life of emotional prosperity. So does that sound pretty good? Okay. The first one, I know you're on the edge of your seats for the secret of the universe. Drum roll already. Okay. The first one is always be super crazy thankful. Um, So Colossians 3.15 It says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you're called to live in peace, and always be thankful. So there's joy, and you enjoy your life more when you're thankful for every little thing, because there's always something to celebrate. Thankfulness highlights the celebration in your life. Um, So example with my journey with journey, um, she 's probably somebody you you can be like, "Mom, are you serious using that um, is is that so I told you it was like in me to choose to enjoy this right and And I have to say that like before this, I was probably not super successful in prospering in my emotions, okay like at times, but man, I had the scrape in the barrel moments, okay um, and i 'm still on a journey but so with journey though it's like you 're up all night, late nights. I would be like, man, God, thank you so much that I get extra snuggles tonight. You know? Like, thankful for that. Or changing her stinky diapers. It's like, man, God, thank you so much that her bowels are working. You know? <laughs> like, that's hilarious, but I seriously said that out loud, you know? <laughs> um, and that, that seems silly, but if you're, like, always radically thankful, it becomes a habit. And if, if you start out silly like that, then you start realizing there's so much to celebrate in your life, you know, especially in America. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> okay, so always be super thankful. That's the first key to living an emotional, prosperous life. Number two is be all in to where God has you right now. Um, so part of me enjoying the journey of journey the pregnancy, and the motherhood, was that I'm going to be all in with this. If I'm going to do this, I'm not holding back. I'm going to be all in. I've always kind of been an all-in kind of person, uh, playing sports, leave it all on the court, you know. Um, But I'm going to be all in to this mom role. Um, Because in reality, every season we're in is super short. And so I want to enjoy every moment of it. And there's something to be enjoyed in every season that you're in. Let's see, so there's grace to be all in to where you are right now, you just have to accept it. So another example about being all in is that I wish I would've been all in when I was in college. I think I need to talk to our young adults for this one. Like guys, I wish I would've been all in when I was in college because I wasn't. Like I was, I was looking forward to where I, where I wanted to be and it wasn't in college. And so I kind of wasted that time when there was something to be enjoyed in being in college. So I encourage you guys to be all into where God's called you to be, um, because enduring college was not prospering in college. That's right. That's right. So God wants you to prosper. Um, and plus, if you're in a season that you don't really care for right now, that there's there's a point to it. That God is building you into the next thing, because I'm using stuff I learned in college now. That, that I needed for the things that I do now And I wouldn't be able to do them if I hadn't have done that So, so be all in to what you're doing um, Let's see, Philippians 4:11 through 13 It says, not that I was ever in need For I've learned how to be content with whatever I have I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything I've learned the secret of living in every situation Whether it is with a full stomach or empty With plenty or little For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength Um, So we live in this interesting balance of being content with the current, but believing for better. If you aren't experiencing more than enough right now, be super thankful for what you do have and press in with faith to receive more. And the third thing is enjoy the journey. So like I said, the part of process that you're in is important um, because God is working good things in you that you'll need later. So it's eleven eleven right now. And that's my last anointed page. <laughs> um <coughs> so <clears throat> <clears throat> is it okay if we pray for each other? Okay. Cool. Um uh, so let's do this thing. I um uh, All of you guys have such wealth inside of each of you. I think let's minister to each other. And if you need to go to lunch early, that's cool. But if you want to pray for each other, um, go ahead and group up, and we'll take some time to do that. And uh, thank you guys. All right. Ready, break. Okay.